assemble the team that will try to save the day. Dr. Sam has a master plan and a science attitude. And the job of Jill is part of the deal with his trusty Goa'uld. It's just a regular day at Stargate Command and it might be hard to understand. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I'm your co-fry, Sarah. I'm your co-fry, Christina. And I'm your co-fry, Rebecca. And we are here, season three finale, baby. Ooh. We're getting into season four. <laughs> this is where shit's starting to get good. Inject it into me. Like, this is prime SG-1, in my opinion. Yep. Oh, I can feel the enthusiasm, Sarah. I'm like, I needed that little, like, <laughs> We all do. I needed it. We, we all needed it. <laughs> it's just like that. It's happening. Uh, yeah, that's uh, you know season four. Like it's about to get good. Mm. We're gonna we're about to hit the sweet spot for multiple reasons. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what mm -hmm. the difference is because this season four was still on Showtime, so I don't know like if they just brought different writers on or what. But I feel like the quality of the stories drastically increases between like yeah. there's some good stuff in season three still some stinkers but that's neither here nor there but like season four i think really hits its stride and like you get really good ones yeah mm -hmm. so before well, we get into oh okay. what's up i was just gonna say that's like any show though like any good series like it hits its stride around that spot right like so i don't think that's untypical but that's yeah. all i was gonna say I do have some thoughts towards the end since this is a season finale and we are actually being quite mean and not doubling up and getting right into season four. Ooh, we we kind of felt that this cliffhanger wasn't too cliffhangery, so it's not as big of a cliff that you're hanging yeah. off. So We're like a rolling <laughs> valley, um, rolling yeah. hill. I don't know. <laughs> Something. <But laughs> it's yeah. So I, I actually like heard somebody discussing shows and how they're different now which kind of lends to like how we view older shows and like how they aired at the time so that might be some good discussion towards the end to totally talk but before we get into that we do have some stuff for the fry box let's do it we do shorts because we're three fry shorts so um, I'm, I'm gonna toss one out that i we hadn't discussed because i was thinking about it surprise as, fry Ooh, was, <laughs> surprise for those are the best kind no i was well you know what it is but i was thinking about it as we were listening and watching our awesome opening sequence um that i mentioned it on our instagram but i do think it's worth celebrating even more uh aki burmese who made our theme song for us mm. um is in a little a little tiny band called lake street dive just a little band just a little, tiny one a little tiny one yeah. uh and they announced what a week or so ago that they're playing madison square garden that's insane i love that for them like the guy madison that wrote Gardens. the refresh short theme song is playing madison square garden so i love it. it it's totally because of our song yeah i mean i'm just saying it put him on the charts 
for sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I did tell him that he needs to teach the entire band the song and then perform it. Um, and he yes. said, uh, "How come I really though real for real do want to do that though?" So we may it, or may not try to get Lake Street Dive to perform that our would theme be song. Insane. It is. I mean, it could work as a standalone song, like yeah. it's without knowing the one. context of a of the podcast. If you know the Stargate references, like yep. it works. Yep. So. absolutely so that that's the one i wanted to throw in uh it occurred to me and i think we haven't done uh just a regular podcast of ours since that news came out so it's just super exciting you can yeah. find a really cute video that i like posted as a reel on the three fry short instagram too um where they're announcing it and um they're all nerding out about it it's awesome so. that's so cute <clears throat> yeah Love that's that. that's as big as you can get i mean the garden it's yeah. just mm-hmm yeah that's insane Wonderful. eternally grateful to him for a theme eternally song. never can never thank him enough absolutely god i'm gonna pre-apologize for all the sniffles i tried <laughs> to get them out i'm so sorry y'all it's just gonna be a day of that today no worries so sorry um all right so let's talk about what happened last weekend let's do yes because we did not record last weekend mm -hmm. we were indisposed because mm -hmm. someone wanna somebody else can do it i just did the uh Aki one so i mean yeah absolutely sorry my cats are anarching around my cords but yes we had the amazing opportunity to host amanda tapping through the companion for the third installment of mental health in the fandom and it was an absolutely like humbling and amazing experience to get to do with Amanda Tapping. So yeah. um, just the community, like everyone who was there, if you were a part of that, like everyone who listened in or chimed in, like it honestly, it's still sitting with me. I'm still having a lot of thoughts from it because yeah, so that's what we got to do. Yeah. And I don't know, it's not live out yet, right? Like you can't see it anywhere unless you're a companion or what's the... You can the... only see it if you are a member of the companion um, or if you like talk to us really nicely in a DM. <laughs> <laughs> talk nice to us in a DM? That sounds very naughty. I mean, I you can, it's open to interpretation. Like however <laughs> I mean, you want, you know? I mean, I, I'm very, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to what's going to happen after I said that. Slide it, <laughs> slide into any of our DMs. Slide into our DMs. Um, <laughs> it's oh it's giving like Oliver Twist. Like, please, sir, can I have some Amanda tapping? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was amazing. Uh, it was my favorite one yet. Uh, and mostly because we got to round table it. So we got to talk about, you know, more issues and, yeah. um, uh, on, on some more like equal footing. I think it was nicer for her too. Um, yeah. And it was just, it's just great. It's just great to hear all the stories. Like when I get in my inbox, all the people saying like, this series has actually come at just the right time, the perfect time for me, or it's like saving me, saving mm -hmm. my life. Well, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. like overwhelming, um, a bit you know all oh. of the feedback so um oh, god yeah i just i know we've talked about this but the fact that honestly for us as a collective group that's two times with amanda tapping within the last six months four yep. months it's like a little unreal that's wild yep. yeah yeah wild and then we get to see her in basingstoke which is going to be incredible 
which rolls us right into our next. Oh my God. I forgot. We have not. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this uh, comment up here. I think we did a, we're pretty sure we're going to go, but now we like, can I actually say it, but I'm going to throw this comment up first. Wait, (laughs) with ketchup. Yes. All the ketchup. We're cool. Ketchup. (laughs) I don't know. We might, uh, I might take some ranch. Um, I have ketchup on everything. I'll put ketchup on my potato chips. So I I love my ketchup. Ranch, mm. y'all weirdos. Chick Fil A sauce. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, you that's the devil sauce. That's wait, you, devil you sauce. can you can make it. I'm just saying. No, I, I will make my own. I will not support that endeavor or that. Don't place. you Southern people use mayonnaise though too? Just dip that shit in mayo. Yes. Yes. Ew, God, what? I think I that's missed that too much. I think I missed that in the Southerner's handbook. <laughs> I can't do things like that because I have to like lay off the fat for a while. So it's yeah, that's yeah. a lot of a lot of fat oils. It's <laughs> a lot, and not yeah. the good kind. Yeah. No. Oh my God. But yeah, our plane tickets are booked. So it's gonna happen. It's like, happening. The it's PTO happening. has been requested. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we've kind of talked about meeting up at cons and stuff in the past, and it mm-hmm. hasn't necessarily come to fruition for one reason or another, but. I think this is about the fourth or the fifth one I've floated to y'all. It's, you know, in, in various levels of seriousness, too. Like, surprisingly, <laughs> like, the farthest away, too. It's that we all come Like, through. we can't do the easy one. Mm-hmm. Like, we go across the pond. Like, well, you know, you get some international travel in there, too, which is always exciting. So, yeah. Oh, so God. It's going to be fat. Christina, Christina, renew your passport. <laughs> I know. I was just, like, having a... I don't know if you can see the little itch twitch You're I like, got. Oh. Like, I was like, I... Because my passport is in my safe right there. And I... Uh, that was my, like, note to self-reminder. I need to I need to do it. Yeah. Yes. This week. Yep. But okay, I have to go to Social Security first because I actually have to finish my name change first. Fully. Oh no, that what I'm. That I mean, that's that's like, like a terrible done. time. No, it'll still. it's like a five second thing once I go to my appointment. So this is all a catalyst for the dominoes to fall. It's okay. It's all good. Well, I'll just keep I'll just keep uh, saying something to you, like perfect just to keep keep you on it yeah. you guys don't have to be my keepers on this i can get it done i just didn't have i didn't i didn't have like a priority reason to do it but now it's fine now it's gone up on the priority now it's got to happen yeah mm-hmm. yeah cuz we're going chop chop i'm so excited yeah yeah so it's gonna it'll be, be cool mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's the fry i mean that's pretty good fry news though like yeah. fry box news yeah, that was um, a lot of good fry news that was yeah. lake street uh or Aki, and then it was Amanda Tapping, and then Basingstoke. That's like some really big things happening. Because I feel like some we're moving so, and shaking. Like, <laughs> like sometimes our fry box updates are like, we ran and worked out this week, and yeah. we did good things yeah. for ourselves. Hey, I think we all did that too, though. We did so. do that too. But I'm just saying, this is this was a good one. They're all good, but yeah. this was a really exceptionally good one. Yep, yeah. absolutely. All right. But anyway, let's get into this. Do it. Let's do it. This is a good episode. It's definitely like more of an action-packed episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have much for like themes and discussions. Nothing too deep happens. It's just really fun, yeah, ad- adventure-y, action-y type of story. It's exactly what you want for a season finale. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, there were points in this episode where I was like, 
yelling at my TV, like, <laughs> yes, girl, yes, you did it. Like, and we all know who we're talking about when you say that. But like, there is some really good backstory to it too. They mm-hmm. they keep us like wanting more when it comes to that. And they've kind of been alluding to the Asgard enemy for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know if it was back in the beginning of this season or season three, fair game where they mentioned like, hey, we'll help you broker this deal with these system lords, but like, we've got our Mm -hmm. own shit to worry about. We have our own enemy that's worse than them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was kind of all we heard for a long time. And now we finally get to see what they were talking about. Yeah. So before we get into it, Hi, Jasper. Or is that Boo? <laughs> that is Jasper. Oh. Um, somebody's uh, storing a recliner in our garage. Um, oh. And so clearly somebody walked by the door. Oh, <laughs> That's no. all it takes. That's all it takes. Oh, little bubbas. So before we get into it, what are your guys' overall thoughts on this episode? I rem- I When I was watching it this last time, I was trying to think about when I saw it the first time, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is way more recent for me than everybody else. We've already discussed that, you know, yeah. ha- if you've been listening to us long enough. Um, and I, I feel like this, this was like the fact that it, um, the introduction of the replicators mm-hmm. was like, Oh shit. Like this is like, this is bad. This, mm-hmm. this is like real, real bad because we love we love the go old. We love the system lords as, as bad guys, right? But totally. but they get kind of comedic sometimes, even right. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing funny about the replicators, you Hell know. No. Um. So it's just like it stepped up the 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 danger, you know, mm-hmm. quite yes. a bit in this one episode. So um, it was really exciting to like kind of remember that feeling when I watched it the first time. Yeah. Um. I would say. I like this one because it definitely felt like it picked the pace back up a little bit. I think Mm -hmm. we felt really stalled out and it was gonna just become a blah, like flat line and just fade out into like nothingness type of series unless we like sped that up real quick. And that felt good for me in this episode. And I'm not typically an action packed kind of episode girl, but this one hit that mark perfectly for me so even in my rewatch and even getting into the podcast i'm like oh god okay yes like i like something different to talk about now yeah Yeah. other than daniel being i'm having a crisis over this rewatch in our podcast making me realize how fucking douchey daniel is and it's really bothering me so i needed also (laughs) a break from that this episode was a nice break i think that yeah they spent a lot of the last half of season three doing that to daniel though um it gets worse though <laughs> it, gets, it doesn't get better it gets like worse and then like later seasons especially when he's with vala like that then it gets better then i'm like there's that's the that's that's the one yeah but yeah we got to go through some rough spots first so no i in all aspects of my appreciation of the show i like this episode quite a bit yeah so yeah, yeah. we definitely needed a new enemy because i'm totally. trying to think at this point we only have the gold is that right yeah i mean through like consistent yeah yeah like they're obviously we've met like some one-off like shitty people i'm thinking Mm -hmm. of that monk guy from demons like so 
you run into like some shitty people or like some shitty planets where like they have fucked up customs or whatever, but we don't really have like an, a secondary enemy. And no. it was getting stale with the Gould because like they're kind of cartoony evil where it's like mm -hmm. they're just like kind of poachers and they go out and steal mm -hmm. technology and like that's the only threat they possess. But the replicators, it's giving like Terminator vibes where it's like they uh -huh. just want to replicate. They have no human motives. They have no human emotion, which makes it even scarier because it's like they can't be reasoned with. Right. Yeah, so, it's even a step beyond like Terminator or the Borg in Star Trek. It's even beyond that because they don't even at this point, at least, spoiler alert, they don't even <laughs> communicate with them. Right. You know? no. Right. So Spoilers. it's giving like a really fresh spin and fresh take on stuff. And even though this mm -hmm. episode was pretty action packed, it was interesting. Like sometimes it's like too actiony and I'm like, I'm bored. Like this is just special effects and explosions mm -hmm. and like blah like mm -hmm. keep me engaged that's not enough to keep me engaged but with this it's like they're sprinkling sprinkling in stuff as they go of like why yeah. sam can't see certain things in the ship because you know how the replicators disable things for certain purposes so like that was super interesting to me um yeah. so well, it's almost, also, oh, go oh, ahead, Christina. I was just going to say, I also appreciate Jack got to be in his element with his like comedic wit quite a bit in this episode. And it's also been a moment since we've seen that consistently, like kind of, I don't know. So that felt fun to get him his character, even though he, they're doing a ton of shit, like he still got to be a little bit more of the sarcastic asshole sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say introducing things like the replicators and, mm -hmm. you know, at this point in the series also benefits the the system lords mm -hmm. like in our eyes, because all of a sudden we can kind of like enjoy and appreciate that cartoony bad guy again, you know, yeah, because totally. it's not the only thing that we have to, you know, that are bad guys, basically. So, yeah. They're like, oh, the devil we know. Like, OK, yeah. we know how these fuckers work, I yeah. guess. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So, right. yeah, let's get into it. So, the episode opens with Jack. He's making his rounds at the SGC before he leaves for some PTO. He checks in with Daniel, who's in the infirmary. He's recovering from an appendectomy, which Michael Shanks actually had an appendectomy, which is why his role in this episode is more limited. And I like it, and I think it works. Mm -hmm. Because how the episode plays out, if you threw Daniel on the ship with the rest of SG-1, I feel like it would have been too crowded and like there wouldn't have enough for everyone to do. So I think it worked better for the storyline to have Agreed. Daniel maybe like sure. sit yeah. on the sidelines. Daniel like the, wouldn't have had like really anything to do. Yeah, no, the only, the only place I could have seen him have been back when we can get to it is like maybe he would have gone with Sam. That's how I, yeah. Like that's what I think. Maybe, but... He would have stayed yeah. in, like, the control room area with Sam, like, learning about the ship or whatever. But that's yeah. about all. Yeah. However, Michael Shanks does have a more elevated role because he is the voice of Thor. Yep. So he's still, like, very much present in the episode, Michael right. Shanks is. Which I really, like, want to see Michael Shanks do the voice. Like, you know when you hear voiceover or voice actor, mm -hmm. like, do their character? Like, Seth MacFarlane do, like, Stewie Griffin or whatever. And it's it's this cool satisfaction you get to see it come out of a real person's mouth. 
I want to mm-hmm. see Michael Shanks do the Thor voice. I need to like give it a goog and see if that footage exists. I'm anywhere. sure it's somewhere. Because it does not sound like him at all. No. So I'm very intrigued. Like, I wonder how much of that was him and how much of that was, um, you know, affected. I Yeah. Because yeah. obviously true. some of it had to be affected. But uh, there's got to be like, s- there are certain aspects of the delivery of the mm-hmm. lines and everything. Yes. But there's still very much things that he had to do. The inflection and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you remember Foothold, how Michael Shanks had to play sam who is in daniel's mm-hmm. body like that was very good acting on his part because it was very slight differences but it sold as this is sam in daniel's body yeah or wearing daniel's body whatever <laughs> however you want it like they weren't really body swapped but is that an edgar suit that's yeah. what i think of when you say oh, that no. <laughs> not the edgar suit no that's <laughs> terrible sugar in water <laughs> god okay oh. let's get into it I anyway feel like my, i feel like my adhd is gonna go down a million pathways <laughs> i need to bring it in i needed to bring it bring it bring it in so anyway michael shanks actually had appendicitis he's out for the count so they kind of just like wove that into the actual episode so he's complaining about being bedridden he's like i fucking hate this this sucks and jack's like well come with me like let's go fishing mm-hmm. And he, like, tries to get up maybe a little bit. And then he's like, uh, never mind. Like, I do need to rest, actually. So the next stop Jack makes is by Sam's lab. She Mm -hmm. is full-on blowtorching some shit. (laughs) And is about to do an experiment on the decay rate of Naquita within the (laughs) reactor they have. And she starts to get into the science of it all. And Jack cuts her off. He's like, I'm off the clock, girlfriend. Like, do not <laughs> hit me with this right now. Like my brain I don't does not hear- process. I don't want to hear it. Um, and she should also be on leave as well. Because they- like they're all out. Like, Teal's seeing his kid. Jack's going to Minnesota to his cabin. Daniel's healing. So, like, why are you here? Go mm-hmm. get a life. But that girl. is her life. That is what relaxes her. But yes, anyway. But like, yes, truly work-life balance. We gotta, we gotta get it. So we have this very cute scene. Um, It is just O'Neill and Carter. So I think you guys got that. Yep. Yep. I'll take O'Neill. You know, maybe it's just me, but uh, I thought that when one actually got some leave, one actually left. And then, oh, I see. Oh, yes. What I'm describing here, Carter, involves a very special element. This is fun to me, sir. Well, if playing with your little reactor sounds better than exploring the lakes and natural beauty of northern Minnesota, then there's not much I can do. Was that an invitation, sir? Nothing wrong with that, is there? A couple of co-workers, friends, if you will, fishing. It'd be fun. Wow. I appreciate the offer, sir. Really. Sounds great, but but I should... No sweat. See you in a week. And by all means, have fun. <laughs> have fun. Fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this is super cute for multiple reasons, which I will now dissect for you all. <laughs> Number do. one. I don't think Jack realized he was inviting her until the words came out of his mouth. <laughs> he was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Like, because it's different for him. It's different. It's It doesn't matter. It was way different 
for him to invite Daniel or Teal'c versus Sam. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, bro code. And also, they're civilian and or alien. So, like, there's not mm-hmm. that military type of relationship. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. causes complications. Um, you have thoughts? No. I, um, I just appreciate that they showed him asking Daniel first and kind of mm-hmm. like rolling through versus Sam first, then be like, oh, let me go ask Daniel. I don't know. I just appreciate yes. the... I feel like first. I feel like this was totally because it's the season finale of mm-hmm. season three, right? Mm-hmm. This was like this was all the writers going. Um, let's 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 uh let's let's see what the, what everybody thinks of this. <laughs> right, it's definitely like uh, let, ooh, yep. yep. Well, they, they were really playing it up in the season two finale, season three opener. So like, sure. they did play it up, and I think for the most part, they left it alone after that. There mm-hmm. wasn't too much shippiness in season three. Yep. They're so like, let's let's just like let's poke this bear again and see. Like, oh wait, we have, we need to revisit this. I forgot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So, but you're right. I do like that he asked Daniel first, and then again, I don't think he like was thinking of asking her. It just came out that way, and he mm-hmm. didn't realize it until the words had exited his mouth. <laughs> I also love Sam's reaction because she seems genuinely surprised and happy it's not like awkward mm-hmm. but i can understand why she would decline um mm-hmm. because it could very quickly become awkward and jack seems a little relieved that she does because again like i don't think he was anticipating asking let alone like mm-hmm. if she accepted that yeah. offer he's going through in his mind every single regulation that is like is super sketchy uh with this like oh, where she god. says yes, yes you know <laughs> yes. oh my god yeah yeah it's like wait no oh my god I, how can i take this back without being an asshole <laughs> yep so luckily she she did it for him mm-hmm. so jack leaves the lab <laughs> that's boo I'm gonna mute myself and let everybody outside real quick okay we'll keep going okay so Jack leaves Sam follows him I thought that was kind of cute I felt like I like that she like came back to be like wait 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 but anyway but what was the reason was she really just gonna say have fun was she she second guessing herself what was the reason because we don't know i think there's that whole genuinely sam's like i can't say yes you know Mm -hmm. clearly they both are like i we can't do this but sam also doesn't want to be like oh oh wait does he think i was being like a certain way or something so i mean Mm -hmm. i've done shit like that in different contexts but like you say oh no but thank you and then you're like wait do they think that I'm like real mad or, you know, like something yes. like that. Or so, offended like, or something. Yeah. 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 So she tells him to have fun and then he kind of cajoles her and he's like, are you sure? Land of blue sky waters or whatever. And in the middle of his like poking and prodding, he is beamed away by <laughs> what we know to be the Asgard technology. It's the same thing they used to dump their trash in the fucking fourth dimension on that guy's yard. <laughs> that poor guy. Nice callback. Yeah. Nice callback. You remember Thor's wagon. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I don't Trouble know what, off. they just like 
beamed up all this shit the whole pyramid they were making all the jaffa and all the like yep. where'd they put it where did it go that just, that poor guy they just like poor guy in that alternate reality yard <laughs> so sam reacts immediately and sounds the alarm she gets to push like the big button on the wall that you know your intrusive thoughts would be like what would happen if i press that like mm-hmm. sample like a fire alarm did you ever mm-hmm. have like the thought it'd be like what what would it feel like to just pull that no i don't know what you get those thoughts yes no i'm like leave that shit alone i do not want to cause mass hysteria no i just wonder though like okay here's another well, that's thing. why it's oh, an in- no. that's why it's an intrusive thought right like, but I'm my intrusive thoughts that. are not that Mine are like in way. church when I was in church and they had all those fancy chandeliers and shit up and it's like what would happen if like one fell down on the people like that would be interesting. Church I mean, sure service. that that would be an intrusive thought I would have, but not the let me push this button and see what happens. I don't oh, want no. my I don't want me to be the cause of something. Yeah, I would never do that. But like sometimes I wonder, like because you know, like some buttons or some levers feel really nice to press or pull, and it's yeah. like. Would that be a satisfying button push? I don't know. I'm gonna leave that alone. It is a nice button. I'm gonna... <laughs> on the yeah. wall. That's a nice button. Yeah. <laughs> Does it have like the little lid that you have to lift up? No, no. Your it was just like wow. straight up boom. Oh no! What if somebody like tripped or like I know <laughs> fell? Everybody's like, oh, this false alarm, false alarm. Sorry, guys. Siler tripped again. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. Okay, I have to get my 12-year-old brain out of the button gutter, so we're going to need to... <laughs> it's like keyboards. Like, you know how some keyboards are way more satisfying and clicky? I, and I, I get it. It's just my brain. <laughs> I do get it. I'm being genuine here talking about I the, know. the tactile sensations of pushing certain buttons. <laughs> and you're being nasty. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> my question is, what if, what would have happened if Sam had not followed him? Because there was another guy in the hallway that witnessed it. Like, when Jack got beamed away, there was, like, some guy, like, off. So, like, would he have known this was out of the ordinary? Or would he be like, that's just SG-1. They're fucking weird. They do this shit all the time. <laughs> like, would he have bothered? Would he have cared? That's He's like, that's that main character energy. I can't stand it. Like, I'm an NPC. <laughs> this is above my pay grade. Sorry. And thus ended Stargate SG-1. Because yeah. O'Neill would have gone down with the ship. I mean, we were still on Showtime <laughs> at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's fine. But he would have, like, hologrammed down to them to let them know, like, hey, I'm here. That's true. Um, that's yeah. true. But Sam does sound the alarm so that, you know, they they get moving on Earth. So we see that Jack is beamed aboard the Asgard ship, still mid-sentence. He's like home with a loon, and that he's also in orbit of Earth. So, hold up. Like, this is right at our front door. Mm -hmm. Um, He calls out for Thor, but nobody answers. And we hear this mechanical whirring sound and see what we can only describe as metal robot Lego spiders heading towards Jack. Vacation is obviously canceled. Boo, tomato, tomato. Yep. Boo, tomato, tomato. <clears throat> Better tomato. get a nice fat bonus overtime check for this. So we get our opening <laughs> credits. So Jack kind of watches as these spider things pass him. But for the most part, they don't really pay him attention. Like, they're just uninterested. That was a very, that was a very the Borg move. Um, because 
in Star mm-hmm. Trek, it, the Borg also, like, unless you are perceived as a threat by something you do, they'll just ignore you. So I was like, yeah, ah, it's like, it's like the Borg, but yeah, they can't one talk. like yeah. crawls across him mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and I have to say that for the time, this is we're in the year 2000 now, the special effects are pretty like decent. They're yeah. still a little mm-hmm. here or there at certain points, but like I think for the most part it holds up. Yeah, I'll give you that. So Sam tells Hammond that she's sure it was the Asgard, but they have no way of knowing what the Asgard wanted. Like, why did they do this to him? And remember, the same thing happened in Fair Game. In the middle of Sam's promotion, he was beamed aboard mm-hmm. the Asgard ship. They just have a way of like plucking you up without any. They give like, no fuck. There's no care. invitation. There's no preparation. They're not just gonna like, call he, ahead and he be like, been "Hey, in bro." The he could have been in the middle of anything. Like he could have been like taking a shit for like exactly awkward. Like maybe give him a moment. <laughs> awkward. Yeah. So God. Hammond instructs her to contact Teal because again he's off world visiting his kid, and he gets on the phone with our bestie Major Davis, who we love. We do love Major Davis. Back on the Asgard ship, we hear Thor's voice guiding Jack. Again, kudos to Michael Shanks for the voice acting. And then we see Thor on an Asgard hospital bed thing. That's the best thing I can describe it as. And he appears to be ill, and he tells Jack that he is dying. Uh, The robot spiders, Jack saw, are the enemy of the Asgard, the one that is worse than the Gould. And Thor tells Jack that he is weak, and before he passes out, he indicates all the information is stored on the stones. So there's a console over there. There's all these like cool looking stones. And he's like, just read the manual, pal. Like it's all in there. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No sweat. So we have a chunk of dialogue that kind of gives us a plot dump. Who wants to read Thor? Mm. You want to take that, Rebecca? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. <clears throat> Colonel Jack O'Neill, I have made these recordings for you in the event that I am dead or unable to pass on the necessary information. Under my command, the Beliskner was called into battle against an enemy we have named Replicators. During the battle, this ship became infested by the technology. The Replicators accessed the computer, which contained information about your planet, and plotted a course here. The crew was transported off the ship. I destroyed the outbound transporter technology to prevent the Replicators from escaping and remained in the hopes of stopping the Beliskner from reaching Earth. If you're watching this recording, then I have failed, and I all have also likely doomed you to certain death. I mean, that's not terrifying. <laughs> the dramatic. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So dramatic. Oh, God. So, back at the SGC, Teal'c is home, and they're all catching up on, we're all catching him up, telling him what happened, and we have some more dialogue. So, we have O'Neill, Carter, Teal'c, and Hammond. I'll grab the O'Neill. Carter. And then I'll do the Tilk and Hammond stuff. Sure. Cool. So we see a light appear and holographic three-dimensional image of Jack appears in the room. He's like, hello, testing, testing. Is this thing on? Sir, what's going on? Well, I need a SPAS-12, a BF-8, 10 pounds of PBX, and a USAS at the base of the Stargate in like five minutes. That's a lot of explosives, sir. May I ask why? Yeah, basically, Thor's ship has been overrun by a bunch of nasty technobugs. Were the Asgard not able to defeat them? I guess not. So, sir, are you saying that these bugs are technological? 
Yeah, apparently they plan to land a ship and infest Earth. Thor says this would not be a good thing. What are you going to do? Destroy the ship. Where's Thor? Oh, he's here. He's just not feeling too well at the moment. We'll be ready in ten minutes, sir. Thor can transport us up there to help you. Thank you, Carter, but that's not going to happen. Thor's out cold. The bugs got him pretty good, but he did leave some instructions on how to run the toys up here. So can you transport us up? I could, but I'm not going to. What is your reasoning, O'Neill? Anyone who comes up is not getting down. Well, sir, if you can't get off the ship... Yeah, I know. Look, my time's almost up. Have the stuff ready in ten minutes. Wish me luck. So, that's kind of like... Ew. Yeah. He's putting on that... Um, He does this in a lot, a lot of episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, Jack puts on that like almost like apathetic... Mm. blase sort of reaction anytime he's like i'm definitely going to die <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i i kudos to him but couldn't be me i'd be like <laughs> you'd be like bitches get up here fucking <laughs> save, save me <laughs> save my ass get down here i'm not dying with these bugs <laughs> We also don't really know what exactly is wrong with Thor because he doesn't appear to be injured. Like, we don't see anything on his little Asgard body of, like, injuries or what kind. So, and... Oh, go ahead. The Yeah, let me just finish this and then I'd like to hear your thoughts. Because, like, the life support on the ship is enough to support Jack. So it's not like they attack the life support and it's like, there's no oxygen so he can't breathe. So what is wrong with Thor? So I have a theory that they're like sleeping pods or they're resting pods that also like regenerate them, like almost like how the like I think that he won't use it because the replicators it would draw attention to it. Mm -hmm. And similar to why like he went into that coma thing towards the end. Like I think whatever it is that he like rest or heal, like I think they have this thing that like he needs to go into to like stay feeling better. But because mm. of the replicators and that energy, he's not gonna go into it. Okay, so that's like depleting his health, like almost like dying from not being able to sleep or something. That's my theory on it. Yeah. I mean, it's a decent, at least like retcon because, you know, you find out kind of how the Asgard are trying to stay alive as a species mm -hmm. later. Like you find right. out more and more. Right. Um, so, it would. I mean, that's a good, I think that's solid. Yeah. That's the only thing that like makes sense when I think about it like that. So, Yeah. Nice. Solid theory. Woo, I contributed something gold stuff <laughs> for me today. Yes. So, him and ask Sam what happens if Jack isn't successful in destroying the ship. Could they do it from Earth? And she says it's not likely because they have this advanced cloaking technology and they have been looking for the ship in orbit since Jack was beamed up and they cannot find it. So, if they can't find it, they can't destroy it. Hmm. Yeah. So, that is... That's not good. And they're, it's like, this is kind of like the first glimpse that we see of like, they're too fucking advanced for their own good. Yep. So Jack is following Thor's instructions to beam the equipment on board. He walks away, of course, just as Thor's message tells him that the beaming technology is strong enough to attract the replicators. <laughs> hmm. So he goes into the beaming room or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Transporter <laughs> room? Oh, that's Star Trek too. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> And we also see Sam and Teal brought aboard. He is pissed because he gave a direct order and Sam tells him that Hammond overrode it. AKA, dad said that we were allowed to come play Lego spider robots with you and you just have to get over it. <laughs> Suck it up, asshole. We're dying with you. 
share your toys with us. So right on cue, the replicators appear out of nowhere. Teal'c tries to use a zat, and it has no effect. But Jack shoots one with a gun. It explodes. For a moment, it's disabled, but then it, like, reassembles, which is pretty cool, like, visually. Mm -hmm. They shoot it again, and that does seem to slow them down. We don't see them reassemble. So, I don't know if it's, like, a video game where it's, like, two shots to kill. But this is, like, this is really interesting because... Mm -hmm. We normally see that, like, the Gould technology is more advanced than Earth. And to see that a Zat has no effect on it is kind of spooky. Because we're like, oh, this is a whole different ball game, mm -hmm. But a gun works. So that's cool. Like, we at least have something. So they meet back up with Thor and discuss how they're going to destroy the ship to escape. So we have Thor and O'Neill. You guys got that. Yep, I'll oh, take O'Neill. Uh... All Asgard ships are equipped with internal dampening fields that activate in the event of an explosion. Well, how exactly did you expect us to destroy the ship? If I knew a fast, simple method, I would have destroyed the ship myself before endangering your lives. Of course you would have. The technical specifications of the Bliskner were contained within the recordings I made for you. He's like, I fucking told you everything. Why are you bothering me? I'm tired. Thor doesn't know at this point that Jack's like, I'm supposed to like read a technical manual? No. <laughs> like, it's like, not like, happening. I need the clip notes. <laughs> Don't make me read that. So here we have like truly our first instance of the Asgard technology being too advanced. They can't even self-destruct their own ship. There is no built-in mechanism to self-destruct. So Sam takes over the task of watching the stones and learning about the ship. She's, she's like, I guess I should get started on these. Like, yeah. <laughs> she knows. Thanks, thanks she for knows. the yeah. homework. Yeah. So back on the base, we see Bestie Major Davis show up and he is as smart as a whip. He is already knows what's happening. They're unable to find the Asgard ship because the cloaking technology and Hammond is impressed that someone has their shit together. Doesn't He's he say like, something like I read about the, that the, my entire job is to study the Stargate program? He says like, something like that. Yes. He's like, like I'm mm -hmm. a certified fangirl. Okay. Like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I know this shit. I know it better than you. Let me in here. And Hammond is so pleasantly surprised. He's like, finally, someone who's like outside of my command that knows what they're doing. Like, how refreshing. Mm hmm. And not trying to be controlling with it, but like, okay, I know what's going on. Here's my opinion. Let's do this. Not. Yeah. Because yeah. our, our experience with people outside of the SGC with like power, you have like Kinsey, who's a senator, and he's just like a big bag of dicks. And then mm -hmm. you have like Mayborn, who's shifty and like always up to some shit. So it's a lot of the time, like anyone outside of the SGC seems pretty antagonistic. Mm -hmm. um even back in exactly. season one who was it um i don't remember his name he was at the series finale or the season finale of season one samuels oh yeah he was antagonistic yeah, yeah. too so like mm -hmm. colonel or major davis is like pretty like a nice ally to have because he is like directly with the pentagon so he's very competent and also like he, he can be antagonistic at some points but it's not because he's an asshole it's because like we have a job to do like mm -hmm. sorry like Super i know they're your practical. friends yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah you don't hate him for it mm -mm. so back on the ship we get a little backstory on the replicators 
And Thor says they were discovered on an isolated planet in our home galaxy some years ago. Their creators were not present. The replicators were brought aboard an Asgard ship for study before the danger could be fully comprehended. So we have some more dialogue than O'Neill, Teal, Thor, and Carter. Teal and Thor should be the same person. I can do those. That's fine. Cool. Okay. Um, so Jack says, we do that all the time. I kind of expected more from you guys. Overconfidence in our technologies has been our undoing. The entities learned from the very moment that they were employed to stop them. They have become a plague on our galaxy that is annihilating everything in its path. Is that Teal that's, or Thor? That, been... That's supposed to be Thor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm copying away Thor. I copied Thor. That was not me. Teal doesn't have that much common space knowledge, like, okay? Wow, like, yeah. He's like, I just saw, I mean, I just know. Yeah. yeah. So Jack says, why haven't the little buggers landed the ship already? Their odds of survival in a new environment depend on numbers. They are currently feeding off the ship and replicating. What? Are you saying they are actually eating the ship? Ingesting the alloys, yes. They will continue until the, they risk compromising the integrity of the hull. Then they will land in search of more raw materials. How intelligent are they? Their capacity for learning is extremely high. Each entity is capable of individual behavior, yet they all act with a common purpose. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm confused. We have some more dialogue. I think it's um, just continuing, too. Yeah, okay, that's weird. And Jack mm -hmm. says, what's that? Like, what's the common purpose? Self-replication. And Tilk says, then there does not appear to be a way to stop them. Hang on, Thor. You said that they wouldn't risk compromising the integrity of the hull? Correct. Can this ship withstand an uncontrolled re-entry into the atmosphere? No, the heat from the friction would cause the ship to burn up. Wait a minute. Are you telling me, with all this advanced intergalactic technology, this ship can't withstand a little heat? Then all we have to do is crash the ship into the atmosphere. You will have to regain control of the navigational computer. So they have a plan. Mm -hmm. They're like, cool. Apparently, this ship is not all that advanced, and we just have to like crash it into Earth. <laughs> and it'll be fine. It's a fine. little blow up, great. So Sam takes up the command and directs Jack and Teal down the correct path. She's kind of watching as they go on their map. And across some of the areas of the ship have been disabled. Jack and Teal see the replicators feeding on the ship, which is kind of like a cool scene. Like, it's almost like a beehive with honey, and they're just like eating through it. Mm -hmm. And it's very like, you kind of see like the innards of the ship. Um, Thor tells her that, Thor tells Sam, because... She can see Jack and Teal moving through the ship. They're like these little, little red blips on the screen. But she mm -hmm. can't see the replicators. And Thor tells her the first thing the replicators do when they board a ship is disable that specific technology so they can't be seen and tracked. And the only reason she's able to see Teal and Jack is because it's thermal sensors. So she can see because mm. their body heat. Um, so we also get the um, kind of explanation that Thor is unable to use the ship's medical systems because if they've been tampered with, it could kill him. Mm -hmm. mm. I think this is what made me think about my other theory about it, about him, whatever it might, he might be using to like rest or generate could also hurt him. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I, I wonder if it's kind of like a, like his body is like, I don't know, a battery almost like a, 
Mm. um, Biological type of almost like that where like he has to charge himself or he will die i mean yeah, we all need John to sleep. brought up this good point last time uh you were talking about that christina the bio bag could be what the asgard used to store and transmit their consciousness mm-hmm. so, yeah. totally good call so we have some more dialogue carter o'neill and thor <laughs> we'll just stick with our parts yep sir thor's not doing so well he says that the pod could put him into deep stasis that would preserve his life so do it. He won't let me. Uh, hey. He walks over to Thor. He's like, hey, buddy. I understand you're not in a particularly cooperative patient. As long as I'm conscious, I still may be of some assistance. Yeah, however, if you're dead. <laughs> as I have said, if you do succeed in destroying the ship, we will all die. And as Carter said, we might have a way off the ship. Wait a minute. That's it. Thor, you said there are dampening fields inside the ship that prevent explosions. What about outside the ship? There are shields around the ship, but they would not protect against a weapon already inside the force field. Okay, now, there was a specific engine in the information recordings. It controls re-entry. The deceleration drive, yes. We brought an explosive device that's enhanced with elementary naquita. Would that be enough to destroy the deceleration drive? This plan could work. What plan? Sir, the bugs are going to land the ship themselves eventually. The BF-8 might just be enough firepower to blow the deceleration drive. Might? If we blow it at the right time, we can alter the re-entry path. The ship would then accelerate out of control and burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. So, backtrack a little bit. Their initial plan was to, like, destroy the ship in orbit and then, Mm -hmm. like, have a shuttle come, like, pick them up. Get a them space a shuttle <laughs> yes <laughs> an earth space shuttle <laughs> yes because they brought like space suits and everything mm-hmm. so that they mm-hmm. could just be like chilling, just chilling. out or whatever just, if there's just chilling some out kind there. of i don't know i imagine they would have like some kind of escape pod maybe i don't know but they would just like be chilling waiting for their ride to pick them up they can't do that now because the ship is too advanced to blow up from the inside they're like shit okay so they have this new plan now they're going to let the ship enter the atmosphere, but they have to attach some explosives to the outside of it. That's the mm-hmm. key part here. has to be on the outside. As the ship is crashing to Earth or headed towards Earth, they can blow the explosives. It's going to mess with the ship, and then it'll de... What, what's the word? Destabilize it enough mm-hmm. so that it'll burn up in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So, back at the SGC, Daniel is up and around. And, oh, hey, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Also, enjoy uh, Sushi licking her toe jam. No, oh, is she? <laughs> Jesus. She's doing the whole, like, toe spread and everything. Nice. Oh, I can't see her. She's in the dark. She, yeah, she's leaving now. Oh, Sushi. Anyway, uh, we have some a nice chunk from Davis if somebody wants to read that. Um, sure, I can read it. Cool. General, we're going to DEFCON 3. The Russians have gone on alert as a response. The moment the Asgard ship attempts to land, the president had decided to let the rest of the world know what we know. I have as much confidence in SG-1 as you, Dr. Jackson, but they left over an hour ago. We have no communication sense. We have no idea what kind of time frame we're dealing with here. So he is very right. Blow the secret. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
he's 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 correct though it's like mm-hmm. okay wait yeah sam and teal met up with jack an hour ago and we've heard nothing they could be mm-hmm. dead we don't know so like we have to act on worst case scenario like hopefully they're up there taking care of business but we don't know so we have to yeah. act as if they're not um but hammond does get davis to stall as best as he can to give sg one more time and i forget what he said he's like i wonder how the pentagon will react to the word like i don't know what he said he's like okay let me try and sell this shit to the pentagon and see what i can come <laughs> up with so back on the ship teal volunteers to be the one to plant the explosive there was kind of this little like jack was like well i was gonna do it but there's also some radiation factor that you have mm-hmm. to kind of worry about too so teal's got the whole symbiote thing to help him not get radiation sickness mm-hmm. cool Mm-hmm. Um, this was really cute because he's in the airlock. They're getting ready to like ship him out and they're kind of checking their communications. And Jack says, Say something. And Teal says, One small step for Jaffa. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack's like, Very nice. So that was super cute. He's reading up on Earth history, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, but while he's in the airlock, we see some corrosive replicator liquid drop onto his oxygen canisters. But Teal'c mm. and Jack don't notice it. O'Neill opens the outer door. Teal'c gives a thumbs up and gestures with O'Neill acknowledges. Uh, he floats outside. The explosive's on a tether attached to his spacesuit. So Teal'c plants the explosive, but then his oxygen tank blows. Mm. Uh, Sam tries to beam him aboard, but that section of the ship, the beaming technology is disabled because the replicators got to it. Of course so- they did. Yes. It's very tense. This is a very tense scene. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, very like edge of your seat. So Teal'c is going to have to push off from the <laughs> ship and God. float into space <clears throat> for Sam to be able to snatch him up. And Ooh, that's that like the ultimate listen. trust fall. <laughs> for real. And like, I know he was depleting oxygen and whatnot, but that was a very weak push. Like, if he would have just like shoved a little it's harder. Just, it's so slow. Yeah. He's, He's like, like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. You've got minimal gravity going against you. Like, you could have been catching some videos on TikTok of spacewalks, uh, you know, at the space mm-hmm. station. Yeah. Um, and I find myself uh, uh like there is a massive like it's first person the way that the way that it's filmed, mm-hmm. I guess because they wherever the camera is set up or whatever, and it's like uncomfortable to watch because you're like it's just it's just very it's very like oh my god like more so than any other footage of spacewalks i've ever seen it's really really wild how how like tense it makes me feel to watch it yeah because you just think oh like there's the nothing there's the big nothingness that like it's right right over there oh yeah okay like the vastness of space yeah and they're like let me like use this wrench to fix whatever you know whatever they're working on and then you're like (laughs) i mean they're they're tethered but still very nerve-wracking nerve-wracking no no. yeah no because it's like all directions of nothingness yeah yeah (sighs) i mean you can see earth and it's like really awesome looking, but then you know Mm-mm. you just realize where they are, and more so I guess because the cameras are better, you know, and that you know, like the perspective is really interesting. But for some reason, mm. those videos that I've seen are like, <gasps> like it's like making me nauseous just thinking about that. Like yeah. I actually have like a, I'm like I'm gonna throw up. Like that thought makes me sick. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, so if anybody ever comes across those on TikTok, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. Please don't it reminds me 
it reminds me of another video that I saw, which it's like someone posing a question, but it's kind of like, is this a dumb question? But like, why don't we explore space upwards or downwards? Like we always go out instead of, you know what I mean? Like always are out. No, no, no. Like I'm talking like, I guess, parallel to earth. Why don't we just like go, you know, we're talking like the way the earth is positioned, the North pole. Like, why don't we go up? We do. Or no, I'll have to find it and send it to you. I don't know if I'm communicating this correctly. Um, I think orbit. it's also the it's also the orbit path of yeah. like whatever you're in. Yeah. So like we go up and then orbit. you're not going to orbit the the North Pole. You're going to orbit around. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if I'm not explaining this correctly. Okay. But I understood the question. So like, like okay, but let me track to make sure I didn't. So because we obviously spin on the axis. So when we go up, the orbit path doesn't go this way it goes this way which is why we can only go out this way because we can't go i think once you get out you can go but in order to stay within the gravitational pull because you need that to like come back or are you just referring to like in shows and stuff why don't yes. we okay got in it general ah. too, but like it's always i feel like we're always going like perpendicular or like i don't know if i'm using the right terminology but like we're always going like forward right like here's earth and we're going that way or that mm -hmm. way instead of like here's earth what if we explore space like up yeah that way and like are there planets up there does that make sense because yeah. no you no, have, no like, i know what you're how, saying yeah. how the planets are positioned like you have earth and then mercury and mars and blah 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 blah, blah. and it's all like and obviously but i know it's not an accurate representation but like when you look at the solar system it's like a horizontal line maybe that's the better way to say it. we explore space no, horizontally. Are, it, it is kind of on a plane the solar system because of the fact that it's going yes. around the sun so yeah. it's like the the gravity is you know the gravitational pull and everything is making it be in that plane almost like it might be like yeah. angled up or down a little bit from the one side like if we're going straight out yeah. it might go up or might go down but like because yeah. of the sun being at the center and we're all going around this way because this planets don't go up this way around the sun and this you, way they all go this you way. know what sarah i think the only explanation is that it would be um pre people probably think it would be too confusing to people to like to show you like a different way because like like even yeah. in star trek when the ships are coming back to earth they always go past all the planets you know yes. like they go past like you know jupiter and, and saturn and everything before they get back to earth so they're coming in that way you know but like space is infinite in all directions correct so like we never okay we never leaves earth say like okay this is earth and we're leaving earth's orbit so we're leaving and we never go down Mm -hmm. directionally you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it's it's infinite down too it's infinite up it's infinite that way like yep. i feel like it's always we're going out i would be curious lot. like i need someone super smart in like the science of this but i'd be curious about what would happen again going back to gravitational pull if because it's the sun and that orbit around it if you go too far in that angle below the plane or above the plane does it really get volatile like because sure past our galaxy like there's a void and then you get to other ones and it is vast but within our bubble like we may not have that same ability to to go anyway i'm not the smart one on any of this but I'll have to find yeah. that video. somebody yeah. also said 
uh it's the same like why do ships in sci-fi shows always meet like like this yeah mm -hmm. you never have a ship but, waiting and someone pulls up from the bottom like hey but, man somebody in the comments might be able to tell me correctly but it was either it was either like discovery star trek discovery or one of them that did start having them like meet up at weird angles um i don't know that they kept it consistent but it was really i there was some show it was either discovery maybe the expanse something where <laughs> they started meeting up at like those different angles um uh, it, it was like noticeably like cool because it happened that way it's you know? very disoriented because it's space so like yeah. there's no gravity like each ship has its own gravity technology to keep you like planted so gravity is like whatever you want to make it and that's right so you could like come sure. again like you said like come from any angle that you want and it's like well this person's flat but this person's like coming up this way to us you know what i mean john says the expanse definitely does so that's yeah. probably what i'm thinking of um yeah yeah also i'm laughing and then we can get back but eric's typo we physically oh yeah here's the first one we physically explore in our planetary plane we use tentacles to explore other directions but <laughs> telescopes oh. <laughs> <laughs> telescopes not tentacles but like tentacles make sense to me too so. why is this such a spicy episode that's like the know. third time oh god can we get my adhd i'm like i'll go down this rabbit hole we need to go back <laughs> <laughs> it's all good we didn't have a lot of other talking points so this yeah, is the talking good. point yeah this exactly. is it yeah so anyway teal gives a very weak push off the ship which <laughs> makes it a little more tense but sam is able to snatch him up and thor ends up flatlining or something whatever asgard version of that is like he's he's on his deathbed he's croaking so sam makes the executive decision to put him in stasis they're still trying to stall on Earth. Daniel and Hammond have a bonding moment about feeling useless and wishing like they could do more and be up there with SG-1. Yeah, Hammond's mm. like, now you know how I feel every time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sucks Aww. ass, man. <laughs> so we have some dialogue. Carter, O'Neill. It's just Carter and O'Neill, so you guys got that. <clears throat> yep. Yep. So we wait and blow the bomb at the right time. Which is when? When we start to enter the atmosphere too early and theoretically the entry could be aborted by the bugs if we wait too long into the descent the bomb could burn off before we could detonate think you could fix that beam down thing not without thor's help sir i'd better contact hammond let me know what to expect or let him know what to expect yep so remember they can beam stuff up but thor disabled the beam down because he doesn't want the replicators to be able to beam down mm -hmm. so it's a one-way trip. You can come up, but you can't go down. Jack tries to use the stones, but the console isn't working. The bugs got to it. So we have this really funny dialogue, Teal'c, O'Neill, and Carter. <laughs> I got Teal'c. This is good. Thor was correct. We are going to die. Oh, come on, Teal'c, lighten up. We've been in these situations before. No, sir, we haven't. We haven't? He's <laughs> <laughs> just like shocked. He's like, wait. But we is this it? like worse than the shit that we've had to deal with in the past? I love he's so delusional. He's just like, oh yeah, we we always make it out. We've been fine. What what do I keep seeing on TikTok <laughs> of like, let your delulu come true true or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> he's delulu he's living, come true true. He's living his best delulu life, and he is. I fully like 
it's funny because when it's just him, he's like, well, I guess I'm dead. And when other people are there, he's like, no, come on, guys. It's going to be fine. Like, yep. it's, it's nothing. <laughs> We've done this God. before. So oh. the ship begins to make its descent. And Queen of Our Hearts has an idea that will save everybody. Of course she does. This is when I was like, I kind of forgot what they did at first because it's been a while. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Also, they seem super chill about crashing an alien spaceship into Earth. Like, are they not worried where it's going to hit? Like, they don't have any control of where the replicators are landing. It's like, um, this is going to hit in Philadelphia. Like, maybe we should evacuate some cities. Like, they have no idea where it's going to hit. It's just like, okay, whatever, I guess. So that's for that's for Davis to figure out. Let's be honest. That's true. They need to. Yeah, they'll have to orchestrate a cover up. It was a weather balloon. (laughs) A massive one. (laughs) So back on Earth, now they're able to detect the ship entering the atmosphere. But they don't know what the scoop is. Did SG-1 fail? Is this part of the plan? Hammond gives the order to destroy the ship, whatever it takes. They're like, we have to take action. Like, we Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on. Back on the ship, Sam is working out her master plan. And then back on Earth... Uh, Hammond is large and in charge. He's like, do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, he is fully activated. And then all of a sudden, the Stargate is beamed away. Our girl snatched the whole last Stargate up onto the Asgard ship. Yep. Queen of our heart. Like, oh, God. It was so good. So smart. So we have some dialogue. It's Daniel, Davis, and Hammond. Um, I'll do Daniel. Grab Davis. Hammy it is. All right. They're going to use it to escape. Like you did from the Apophis mothership. It could work. It will work. They, they'll get to another planet and then home. You had a DHD. They don't. Even disconnected, there should be enough power to dial at once. I, Hammond walks over to a, to a telephone. This is Hammond. I want the beta gate unpacked from storage immediately. Yes, you heard me. I want it unsealed and ready for use as soon as humanly possible. So, again, Ooh. like, Dave knows a lot about the Stargate. He's like, no, they'll be good. They can't mainly dial it. It'll be fine. Like, mm-hmm. even he knows that. He's kind of like the stand-in for Sam at that point. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. let him know technologically, like, it can be done. So, Teal starts dialing out, but the replicators are closing in. Jack's like, we got bugs, which it's like... <laughs> it's kind of funny too because it's like oh no we got roaches guys but it's way scarier than that i don't know though it's all the little georges all of colonel dave's georges just coming at him so the bugs begin to swarm as the wormhole is established sam is cornered now they're they're in thor's room too like they've kind of been clear from thor's room but they got in and once again like we're like, how is she going to get there? Like, she's got to get Thor, and he's got his little pod and everything. But once again, she is way smarter than I am, and she beams herself and Thor in front of the Stargate. Um, she pushes him through his little and pod. Then, and then she puts her safety goggles on. They I, always have safety goggles in these on-the-ship replicator episodes, by the way. Yeah, I yeah. do like that, though. Safety it's first. Like, yeah, safety first. Listen, there's lots of flying Legos in yeah. this room. We got to protect our eyes. So she yeah, she pushes he's got his little pod is like floating now and she like pushes him through and she, they have to now wait for the exact moment to blow up the ship because they're all just like mm-hmm. 
you know, firing away. They're like sweeping all around. The bugs are coming to get them. And Jack is like, can we blow this shit and leave? And she's like, not yet. We have to wait. It has to be the perfect time. So Sam gives the go ahead and the ship blows up. We see it start to break apart. And the SUC confirms the ship is destabilizing and breaking apart in the atmosphere. Um, it is reported that it's landing on the west coast in the pacific ocean like 400 miles off of california mm-hmm. very convenient mm-hmm. it's still u.s centric um we did not see though the audience and earth does not know we did not see sg1 escape we did not see them get through mm-hmm. the stargate so we don't know what happened mm-hmm. and davis tells daniel i'm sure you were right dr jackson the point of commandeering the stargate had to be an escape and daniel's like i hope they made it out in time Mm-hmm. cut to the pacific ocean dun, there, are, dun, dun. there are bits of wreckage floating on the water and one of the replicators clamors out of the ocean onto the wreckage to be continued Oof. and Sorry, done. you don't get the conclusion until next week <laughs> not yet nope but at you least don't. you don't have to wait an entire uh season break so so that was something I was thinking about too. And I mentioned at the beginning of our episode was how different it was back then. But thinking about it now, because listen, I've been waiting over a year for season three of Bridgerton. I don't know why Shonda and Netflix are fucking holding it hostage. I'm getting pissed. I know it's done. Give it to me. They're holding out on us. And whether it's Bridgerton or Stranger Things, they drop the whole season at once or like maybe not at once but like they drop it and then a month later they drop the other half yeah it's still a lot of content in a short amount of time and then you actually have to wait at least a year if Mm -hmm. not longer for the new season to come out so actually we had a better deal back in 2000 because maybe we were waiting six months at most for the new episode it was pretty much max six months it was usually more like four i think a lot of the time yeah yeah and i mean it felt really long but now what we have to deal with it's it's definitely not as bad yeah and that goes back to like one of the major um sag uh arguments for the strike because a lot of times if you're on one of those shows you're like you're on retainer you can't work Mm. and you're so you're stuck not working for as long as that's filming yeah yeah. Yeah. And then you're that getting like fuck. nothing, almost you're getting pennies for, you know, residuals. Yeah. So yeah, that was a huge factor. Also, uh, I'm sure the strike is also the reason like Bridgerton season three is not out yet. That's true. Oh, but yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was done before the strike. Like or but there maybe could be like post production. I was gonna say there's yeah. probably a lot of post production that has to go on. And though. technically they could have still worked, but if there were any rewrites that needed to happen or anything like that, if that any rewrites or any reshoots that needed to happen, they couldn't do it. Yeah. So I still think they're holding out on us because Netflix is like trying to keep subscribers and shit with their password sharing bullshit. So yeah, they're like true. they're holding out on people to be like, but wait we have this coming soon don't leave us yet you're, mm. you'll miss out so i think they're also like milking that aspect of it too but i know back and and honestly back in the day we got longer seasons this was mm-hmm. episode what 22 or 23 of one season yep. now episode seasons are much shorter 10 mm-hmm. 10 episodes if you're lucky 
Mm-hmm. So, and like True Detective, like the new season of True Detective is going to be six episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're cramming a lot more in, in a shorter amount of time. So they're also spending a lot more money on each individual episode. So the production value these days is like through the roof compared yeah. to what it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are, you are sacrificing quantity for better quality mm-hmm. but like uh, i'm not mad about that because i don't have time as it is to digest 22 episodes of like a bunch of different shows there's more options now especially with streaming like i'm not mad that i get six maybe 10 is nice but i don't have capacity and then i think as a over our channel i don't think any of us has capacity to do that many <laughs> The one tr- the one problem I run into with like an eight to ten episode season of a show is if they drop them all at the same time, I go, I got it's a time. Sunday. I can watch all of that today, you know, like and yeah. I yeah. will sit there all day and watch it. And maybe yeah. that's not so great, but you know. Yeah. It also depends on what kind of story they're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you see with like Strange New Worlds, they are and I, I'm not sure like what other new Star Trek like Discovery or whatever was doing, but they are doing you still have the meta plot, but they still are doing more individualistic story of the week episodes, which might have some stuff in there that's like linked to other things. But the story or the main plot is like self-contained and resolved in that episode. Yeah, and Discovery was all meta plot is yeah, all meta plot. Which is it has its like strengths and weaknesses because, and I, I know Brad mentioned this too, with having the story of the week episodes, if that's what you want to call it, any random person could drop in and watch an mm-hmm. episode of SG one and still get a complete story for mm-hmm. most, for the most part. Um, obviously like if you pick a random episode, that's like a two parter or like a bigger plot um, you're missing out on some stuff. But I think we've gone so far in the meta plot direction that I'm tired of it. And if you are going to do a meta plot, I don't want it to be 15 episodes. Six episodes might be enough to tell the whole story because you get to like 11 and 12 episodes. Now you're dragging it out and I'm getting bored. So it, it's just so different now. And I think it's, it's worth talking about, especially because where we're coming from with Stargate, Mm -hmm. we're definitely like in that older frame of reference of like this is what it was like back in the day with all tv shows for the most part like yeah you were just getting into the meta plot tv shows mm-hmm. and hbo really brought that around with like six feet under the sopranos like all of their higher quality higher production value tv shows mm. so that's kind of like, since we're on a season finale, I thought it was worth mentioning of like, we thought we had it bad back in the day, but we actually have it way worse now because we're getting a whole season within like maybe a month or two if they're mm-hmm. splitting it up. Even with HBO doing an episode every week, like mm-hmm. it still doesn't take long to burn through 10 episodes. And then what? Like you have a year to wait, maybe two, who knows? So mm-hmm. yeah yeah we have it we had it pretty good back in the day even though it felt terrible it felt for like forever (laughs) but you know what though like yes and i'm also kind of in a i wish my head was in a different space because i could have like more articulate thoughts on this but there's a happy medium between the two like i know we've talked about this before about when it comes to how seasons are being delivered like true detective particularly like i'm actually super excited and looking forward 
to like 6 p.m. tonight, like after the live with everyone, like on TikTok, like I'm super happy to like watch my new episode of True Detective. And like, I know that's only an hour of my time. And then I get back to business as usual. I'm super excited about it. And the yeah. quality is so much better. And I'm okay with the fact that, okay, it's only going to be six episodes, like bummer, but I do like having to wait a little bit for it. And I don't have that compulsive, but it also pisses me off because I'm like, well, we'll probably never see True Detective again. It was three years, four years in between the last season to this one. So it's just, you kind of kind of appreciate what's in front of you and I guess not expect more. That's more where my mind frame goes with shows these days of like, I just got to accept the season in front of me because no guarantee the next one's going to happen, but also puts a lot of pressure, I think, on them to wrap up a season more holistically and not do these massive cliffhangers because it may not come back there may be and even if it's supposed to come back it may not well we're also seeing the rise of anthology shows like Mm -hmm. american horror story true detective like they are each season is a self-contained story so Mm -hmm. you get a full story in that whole season so it's like okay well if it never comes back with a new story like at least i have closure on this one yeah, um, I think I think that's the massive difference between like quality television these days and not because mm-hmm. the 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 concept of the show, the plot of the show, the concept should totally be 100 percent what dictates how many episodes you have, how it's going to be presented to you X, Y and Z and not the other way around, you know, so um, there are just, you know, knowing what the story calls for itself, like. Yeah. I have an idea for an episodic thing uh, in whatever format that might turn into. That's like literally could only be like eight episodes of something and to try to do it any different way would do it, do like the plan a disservice. So, Mm -hmm. and I think you can tell that when you, I mean, when you're watching certain things, you're like, man, that was like overall just so well done versus I'm a little frustrated because I feel like I'm missing things, you know, like you can feel that in, in um, when you're watching it. Yeah. And that's my beef with Supernatural. They mm. beat the dead horse. They kept dragging that dead horse out and beating it because it kept giving them money. And mm-hmm. it's like, that could have ended at season five and I would have been happy. And they dragged it out. And for me personally, it ruined it. I'm like, they ruined it. They drove it into the mud. Like, I, if I rewatch Supernatural, it's strictly seasons one through five. And I pretend that it was over after that's that. That's really interesting because I fell off of it. I haven't actually finished it because I, I haven't fell either. Off of it after like season five or so. Yeah. I tried to watch like six, seven, eight, nine. And I tried to keep up with it because then I caught up to when it was actually airing. And I couldn't mm. keep up with it. Like, you, I mean, I, I still kind of want to be like, go and watch the ones that have Amanda in it. But <laughs> that's true. Yeah. No, <laughs> I late, did. later. That was. Yeah. I think I. I witnessed her entire arc to mm-hmm. completion because like they ended up spoiler alert killing off her character yeah but that's when i think i truly fell off and i'm like this is this is not even worth it anymore this is yeah. they're just keeping it around to keep it around mm-hmm. and th- with supernatural the story they were telling they couldn't get away with it and pull it off but then you have shows like law and order svu and gray's mm-hmm. anatomy where they're just churning them out and honestly it works because it's medical and law enforcement mm-hmm. and that's an endless amount of stories that you could pick from endless hmm. amount of encounters and stories and whatever it could be 
because honestly, like, you can pluck that shit from the news, even though they're like, this is not based off of a real story, blah, 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 disclaimer. Like, you know there's correlations between, like, actual medical cases that happened or, like, actual law enforcement scenarios. Like, so with that, they can get away with it as long as the characters behind it are good and interesting. And, like, mm. they keep bringing on new doctors on Grey's Anatomy and creating new interpersonal drama. And that is fine. And it, it's working for them. Like, it used to be you could never replace a main character or, like, goodbye. Mm. Your show is dead. Like, but now Fox, you can. Yeah, Fox Mulder, not on the X-Files. Trash. But now it's, like, they're they're introducing new characters that are kind of strong enough to be interesting and take over. And... Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all because of Doctor Who. It's all because of Doctor Who. Sorry, and I apologize. My brain, I'm having uh, really, my capacity is is limited at the moment. So I'm so sorry if I'm just like absorbing because like these are just, I don't know. It's interesting to see like how different TV shows are successful or like something that makes one TV show successful completely ruins another TV show. Exactly. Um, so... Yeah, I just thought, again, since we're at a season finale, it's interesting to see, like, compare it to what it was to, like, what the state of television is today and how mm-hmm. it keeps evolving. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I had nothing for discussion and themes. Nothing. Squat. Oh, I'll be excited. I think when we talk about, like, season kickoff, I've got more thoughts about, like, that, about how we, like, tie in. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll promise my brain will be way more rested by then and have a lot more intellectual input on this one um and kind of half of an episode on a gummy so i'm still like way behind you (laughs) oh no are we gonna have another are we gonna have another video of like we will not like you you that only happened that that only happened that one time (laughs) no one time and done no no it's just i I, I have things that I'm sitting here like kind of taking my mental notes on because I'd like to revisit this conversation when we pick up the next episode and taping because I want some time to think through my thoughts on it because I know that my brain isn't in the space to give the articulate responses or commentary. So I'm going to hang a lantern on my thoughts on it until the next time. We'll pick it up next week. Or yeah. Whenever we record next. Maybe not next week. Maybe yes, so. Uh, we'll keep Whenever. We should make it sooner rather than later since we are leaving people hanging. Yes, <laughs> true, we should do it true. next week. We're good. Um, does someone mind closing the iris tonight? I just, I, I don't have it in me. Hold I don't on. even know what to say. I can, I can figure something out. Give me a second. Okay, cool. I appreciate that. I can do next one. Da, 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 da. What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm looking at my notes to like, uh, yeah. Um, all right. I might have to affect my voice for this. Okay, do it. Well, I will in the post-production process. (laughs) Um, O'Neill, you must prevent the replicators from getting to Earth, and therefore, close your iris. 